Welcome to Weekly Taiwan. This is a podcast where we share our weekly insights and have an improvised discussion around them. It's time for the Weekly Taiwan again. And this time it's my turn to introduce the topic of discussion. And this is actually very fresh. So just in my previous meeting, I was discussing with an electricity retail company about how to organize their business when most of their processes are bought as BPAS or business process as a service. They also do have some uh, SaaS or or software as a service systems. But the concept of uh, having most of your processes outsourced uh, as in in form of uh, BPAS, so business process as a service, started to intrigue me. And I I guess the questions that I want to investigate today is uh, how to become a BPAS driven company and what would be the reasons to even become one and with me today is Petri to to discuss this um, I'm sure you'll have some interesting views on this wow thanks Reko a small topic you picked today uh, I have to say not a very trivial question I guess um, my Initial reaction to your introduction would be that I guess we can all see an example of why somebody might want to try and do something like that from the retail and consumer goods industry, where we've seen for ages the private label kind of a model where a retailer, for example, instead of buying branded products, is tapping into an operator who is providing similar products for them uh, branded uh, under their own own brand. So I guess many other industries, you mentioned uh, electricity retail. I guess we can see many other similar industries where the underlying operating system of how the industry operates is developed and and operated by somebody who is then providing it as a white-labeled, outsourced business operating machinery to somebody who then under their own brand will make a business out of it and, and take it to the market. So I can see, for example, in banking, for example, with the with the open banking um, um, a regulation that we've got in place. You can clearly see that there are these white-labeled platforms for banking services, and somebody can just build a bank overnight, practically, tapping into this kind of a, a provider. Or telecommunications, for example, on top of the utility retail. So I think it's an interesting concept. And then you also ask the question, why would somebody want to do this? And also how, but I'll start with the why. I think 
it is highly unlikely that an established company who's built the operating system and the machinery uh, and operated that by themselves for a long time to suddenly wake up and say, I'd rather deliver this on an outsourced business platform. I don't think that's the way to go or the path towards becoming this kind of a company. I also have some experience in the electricity uh, electricity retail business where uh, an established company was thinking about exploring new markets by entering that market uh, through this kind of a model. And I think that's a perfect uh, opportunity to use this model because you're kind of um, bypassing the need for investing into your own network in a new market that you are not sure yet you know how it behaves and what your success in that market is going to be. So there, I think it's a great way to enter that market by buying into a white-labeled business platform and test out your success in that market and then take your choices going forward. That was a very expansive answer to the expansive question, um, but uh, a really good one. What I what I picked up and what I what I actually find interesting in 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 your answer is that this actually enables many companies to kind of separate the brand from the actual doing. So so what you can do basically is let the brand live its own life, and this gives a very easy expansion possibility. Or or easy is most likely not necessarily. Always the right thing, even even if it's easy to to set up the underlying structure. But it would be it would be possible to um, kind of lead on with the with the brand story and then start building under it uh, the, the different types of businesses that you want to run uh, with it. And I, I guess this ties back to the the, the, the theory of of being able to structure your company from small parts. So, so, so building just these capability boxes around your company. I agree. And in a way, I think uh, it uh, makes you view your company and your business model in a more flexible way because sometimes building these capabilities in-house is is seeming and is actually a a massive undertaking. And that may cloud your agility and and hinder your agility to to test out different things. So I think in in today's fast-moving and unpredictable world, uh, introducing some of these elements into your way of approaching your business and developing your business and and testing out new things. I think this could be a way in those areas of your business where there are these types of platforms available to to use, to to inject this kind of a capability development approach alongside alongside your sort of traditional in-house capability development approach. That's true. I, I think, and we've in these um, po- podcasts, we've discussed a little bit about the ecosystem operating models and the ecosystem business models. Um, but but I, I guess this is not one of those. So this is more something that you are able to control yourself, right? Because you ultimately you pay for the 
actual services that you get through the um, outsourced BPOS. So this is more of an add-on to your existing organization that you still fully control. Whereas then an ecosystem is more that, that you kind of let out, let go of the control of, of some parts of the business in order to capture a new market. Here you still use that, but you use a generic uh, structure for that, uh, that business or that part of the process. So I, I guess you still need to have your own core business that, that uh, right to win in the market in a way. And, and then these BPAS will give you kind of an added lift around that, that then ties into your uh, core model. Or how do you see that? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I was, I, I think you're right, and I, I would agree. But then I, I guess we have seen some examples of um, of new entrants who attack the market with this kind of a model with no previous presence in the marketplace at all. So no core business, as per uh, your your discussion previously. For example. The electricity retail business is, is a good example where in the Finnish market and in, in the European market, uh, we've seen new players just emerging and uh, uh, providing services to the consumers in the retail space and tapping into the wholesale market and the, the distribution market and the generation market that is underlying this whole industry. So that would be an exception to the approach of extending on top of your core. So I think both can be seen. Mm. Mm. I, and I, I guess what the outcome of this discussion might be, even if I, if I start to summarize a little bit, um, I, I think there might be two types of business process as a service, and I'm, I'm throwing this uh, to you as a conclusion. Um, the other one is a, a proper business process outsourcing method so it's just a packaged way to outsource a process or a capability uh, outside of your business and then there is this business in a box type of service where you're actually able to take the whole business functionality or business model and then roll it out in a market that where you see a, a competitive advantage of, of utilizing that kind of box and i i think these are two different tools to be used in, in two different circumstances. I think that's well-defined. I agree. And I, I guess the other other topics that we that we discussed that, I, and I, I guess these are similar to, to both models uh, here, the, the business in a box and the BPOS model, is that, that you, you want to use this when you are in the market exploration phase or, or you want to shed risk of, of investing uh, on on the uh, on on the capability yourself, but but rather if you can find it from outside of the market and in, it does the work uh, or outside of your own company and works uh, for the for the for your needs, then um, this would be a very good way of, of of flexibly adding that and and adding possibly also the technical uh, capabilities that would not necessarily exist in your old company. So I, I guess that would that would um, summarize it for me. Any any other insights that you gathered from this, Petri? 
I'd like to throw in an additional um, angle to it because we shouldn't think it as simple as we were discussing maybe that uh, you can just buy a business in a box and release it out into the market and, and, and you know, carry the cash to the bank. Because, of course, you need to have a unique differentiating value proposition. So like with the white label uh, or private label discussion, there has to be a reason for the consumer to buy that private label product. So be it brand preference or whatever sort of uh, differentiating value proposition it is. So I guess here the challenge is to come up with that uh, unique uh, proposition for your customers and then orchestrate the delivery of that proposition through the use of the B-Pass or the business in a box approach. That's a, that's a really, really good addition to the points. And I, I, I guess um, it's, it's a good point to also conclude on. So I, I think always in these cases, it's, it is about the, the right to win. So, so why are you better than the rest in the market? And I, I guess in these more traditional markets that, that we were looking at, just the point of being uh, digitally savvy or, or bringing in a service that is more flexible than the more uh, the incumbents who have more been uh, operating in the traditional way is differentiation enough for many people to to join in and then start using it. And I, I guess then the question becomes, how do you keep that competitive advantage and and uh, stop others from from utilizing a kind of the same approach? So it, it becomes then a strategic question. Excellent. I didn't expect us to go that far uh, on on that discussion. I, uh, I I was more wondering around the the BPAS concept itself, but it it somehow turned into a strategic discussion, which is not really surprising in these discussions anyway. But hey, Petri, thanks a lot for um, for the contribution. This was fun as always, and I hope we also gave some uh, good insights and and ideas to our listeners. Thanks, Reko. My pleasure. And thanks for bringing in such a fascinating topic again. <laughs> Thank you. Talk to you soon. <laughs>